Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 139 of the Big Boo Cast. On this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk about a very exciting discovery she's made related to some pillows. We're going to talk about a couple of things that we've watched and love lately. We're going to talk about some sports stuff, you know, kind of the usual. And we're also going to talk to a friend of ours who has a book coming out next week and we are so excited for you to hear from her and hear about her new book. Before we get to all of that though, I want to tell you about something that Melanie and I both love with our whole undivided hearts and that is FabFitFun. FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full size, all the way full size, beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99 but always has a value of $200 and you will find the most fun things inside. You might find skincare from Glam Glow or Kate Somerville or Dr. Brandt. You might find fashion items from Vince Camuto or Free People or Michael Stars. You might find beauty products from Tarte or Moroccan Oil or Zoya. One of my favorite things that I have run across in a FabFitFun box lately. So don't miss out the FabFitFun boxes sell out fast and fortunately you can subscribe using our coupon code and get $10 off your first box. So here's what you do. You go to fabfitfun.com and use the code BIGBOO, B-I-G-B-O-O, so you can save $10 off your first box, which will make it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code BIGBOO for $10 off your first box. What a fun way to treat yourself and feel like it's your birthday four times a year. Alrighty, everybody. As always, we are so glad you're here. And remember, if you are here, you're home. Here we go with episode 139. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. We don't really know what we're going to talk about. No, we don't. But um, but I was going to share with you, we'll just we'll just get started with just the, the biggest news in my life today. Well, let's jump right in, shall we? Let's jump, jump right in. So, okay. So this morning I was sitting here and I didn't really know what I was going to do with myself today. Um, I wasn't sure because it's not a workout day for me. And um, But then I had to drive, drive out to La Cantera, which is our outdoor mall. And so I had to drive out there to return a top that I had bought for Caroline that she didn't like. So okay. anyway... I um, drove out there, I returned the top, but before I went, I was sitting here. And so what I had decided was, is I was like, I really, I still have my winter throw pillows on my couch. Okay. I did not, I did not know that you had seasonal throw pillows. I haven't always. And I, and I don't know that they always have been, but I have, I have these white, they were off-white kind of that Mongolian fur pillow you know I've got those okay that I've, that yes. I've had for a couple of years now so I and I leave those up all all year round so I've left okay. those up and then I have these red and black buffalo plaid that I had bought last year so I had taken those off during last summer and spring but then I put them back on during Christmas and I had just left them on Okay. Okay. And then I had these old gold velvet pillows from World Market that needed to go. They've they're long past their due. And then I have an assortment of I mean essentially I have like 47 different pillows that I throw on the couch at any given time. Okay. All right. Um, but and then oh and then I have these velvet leopard print. <clears throat> so I had a lot going on and I always here's what I know. Holly Mathis, our friend who, you know, is a decorator and has a design blog and a design business. She's helped me on and off with my house. And I always know it's probably time for me to do something different when I start to think Holly Mathis wouldn't want people to know that she did my house. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, That's, yes. Yes. It's like the Holy Spirit only <laughs> a decorator. <laughs> It is. It is. And I'm like, she wouldn't approve of all these various patterns. I've got too much going on. And I like a lot of color and pattern. I just do. But I was like, this is too much. And it feels too wintry. 
All that to say, I went on the Target website because what I was originally looking for was I was like, these white Mongolian fur pillows look terrible. I've washed them a couple of times now because the dogs and dog hair and all that. And now it's all matted and they don't look like they used to. So I was like, those need to go away. Okay. So I was like, I got to get rid of those. So I was like, so I need some big like cream. So what I was looking for was some sort of cream textured nubby type pillow, big pillow. Okay. So that led me to the Target website because I thought I had seen somebody post some that they found at Target. I couldn't find those. But what I did find were... You realize this is the most Martha story you've ever heard. (laughs) We have heard about Mongolian fur pillows. We've heard about a velvet leopard print. We've heard about a world market gold pillow. We've heard about a buffalo plaid. I'm just, I'm just trying to paint a visual picture for the listeners. Crown her with many Martha crowns is what I say, because you have nailed it with this one. Well, and wait, I'm not even finished yet. But it had a peach flower. It wasn't really a big flower. It was just a peach flower. It wasn't a peachy peach. It was just sort of a light peach flower, but it was up and next against kind of a green flower, but not like a, not like a dark green, not a forest green, but more of like a spring green. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's what I'm about. That's that's the road I'm about to take you down now. <laughs> I'm so happy. So okay. what I found was these Opal House brand. I saw them online and they were the perfect size. I think they're 22 by 22 and they were velvet, but like soft and real quilty. And they were, they're the perfect green that I can't even tell you how long I've been searching for this perfect green. It's like but not a for, not a forest green, it's not a forest not a green, green and it's not an olive green. And it's kind of a Kelly green, but a little more muted than a Kelly green. That's what Is I'm going to tell you. Green? Is it a celadon green? it's not quite a celadon it's in between a celadon and a kelly is what i'm going to tell you it's a very hard shade of green but it perfectly matches it's the it's the same green that's in the pattern in my curtains that i have in my living room won't he do it i mean that's he do it that's what i'm saying and i got those curtains you know i mean i've had those curtains like five years at least so all this time i've been wanting a green velvet pillow and world market has had one but it's been more of an olive forest green (laughs) and then and i had finally given up on the green and so around it like last october i went to pottery barn and i got like a navy chenille because i just thought well i'll just i'll just go with a navy and bring out some blues since i can't find my green so what i'm telling you then i go on the target website i see these pillows they're the perfect green i'm ready to hit order and they say that they are no longer available for shipping but i can check stock in various stores well there are two left it says that there are two left in the city of san antonio and they're at the target lock and Terra, which is where oh. i was going to go anyway to return stuff. I was heading out that direction. So I return my stuff. I go to Target. I can't find them. I'm looking. I'm because you know how Target is now. They've got home decor stuff is everywhere. So I'm like, it's I'm looking in the pillow aisle and they're not in the pillow aisle. And then I'm looking in the bedding aisle and they're not there. And then I find a version of them, but it's the teal. And I didn't want the teal. No, no, you can't get into the blues. No. What would that even do to you if you got into the blues? That's it. I was like, I don't want this teal. And I was like, I'm looking for the green. I'm looking for the green. And I'm going to tell you that I turned and right there at the edge of the Magnolia Home display were the two green velvet pillows down in a corner. And I did that like spirit pony dance that cheerleaders do when I saw them. I was so excited. (laughs) I I can't even tell you. I thought, well, this is middle age because I am beside myself about these green pillows. I'm so happy for you. I know. And so I came home. I totally cleaned my whole couch. I wiped it down. I put the leather wax on it. I did the whole thing. I put my green pillows. They're everything that I dreamed of. I love them so much. Please send a picture so that we can share with with. The people who are listening, let's would, don't deprive let's don't deprive them of a blessing. I mean, they are something else. And so then while I was there, then I found these two like kind of gold colored lumbar type pillows that I thought might work in my chairs. But I think now that I've gotten them home, I think that they're too big to really be lumbar. They're that shape, but they're, they kind of overpower the chair. And then I also bought these white ones that were really cute that have this like straw jute like piping on them. But I've decided oh, cute. they're really cute, but I think they're too white because everything else is like an okay. ivory cream and they're like a white white. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping I in turn, they'd be white white. You mean a yes, whitey white? They're, they're a whitey white. 
Uh-huh, not yeah, a creamy they're a whitey white. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to, so all that to say, I think I'm going to have to take those back. And so I'm still going to be on the search for, I need some sort of cream nubby type pillow, but the green, I can't even tell you have surpassed all my dreams and I love them so much. Well, listen, there's nothing like a refresher that happens when you change something out like a throw rug or some pillows or you get a new something to hang above your mantle. Those kinds of things always feel monumental to me. Yes, it was just so and like the fact that I went on Target today that I found these green pillows, they were $30 a piece, which felt like a total steal for good pillows. And I just can't even tell you how excited I was about the whole thing. Well, that is very exciting. I um, I just I can't yeah. wait to see the picture. I can't wait to see. Well, you're just you're just not even going to believe it. But now I'm sitting here looking at the Target website and we can link to them because now I'm seeing that they are showing that they have limited stock in stores, but that they are shipping them. So if anybody else has been looking for the perfect green oversized square throw pillow. Yes. I'm telling you that Target has it. Well, um, and I will tell you, oh, and what? let me tell you this too, that then when I was in line buying them, this lady behind me goes, those pillows are the most gorgeous shade of green. And you know what I did? I didn't say like, thank you. I said, I know. Like I was like, so <laughs> I had pillow pride <laughs> over pillows I didn't even own yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this reminds me that, so a couple of weeks ago, my friend Stephanie was in in Walmart and she was um, she found these really soft pajama bottoms in, in Walmart. Mm-hmm. And as she kind of went around the 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 aisle, she ran into you know we've talked before about the the necessity of finding some undergarments that will work when there are people at your house yes. that you want to also be comfortable. Yes. And so Stephanie found. Um, I can't even remember the name of the brand. I want to say it's something real. Um, I mean, it's like secret treasures or something oh, like that. Okay. So of course it is. It's a little dicey, but she found that this, these, these little, like, I don't know, they're kind of, they're not, it's nearly as restrictive as a sports bra, but they're, they're just, they're kind of like light at home bras. That's the only way oh, I know how to put it. Okay. So Stephanie finds them. So as soon as she mentions them, um, our friend Casey goes and, and gets and gets some, and then I go and get some, and they are just as delightful as, as Stephanie has indicated. Well, Casey actually went to another Walmart today to see if they had them in stock in her size because we can't find them online and they're out, they were out of her size, except in an unfortunate color at, at the Walmart by our house. Yes. Anyway, she said that as she stood there at a Walmart across, well, not really across town, but at the Hoover Walmart, that um, she was so excited because she found what she was looking for and she sold them to four women as oh. she stood there. <laughs> she, she, she convinced four additional shoppers. If you had only had more pillows to work with, imagine what you could have done. I know. I know. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and that to me is the best thing. And you think those women, and that goes to show, I'll tell you the lesson there is, is that all of us are looking for a good at-home bra. We really are. Mm-hmm. We really are. And, and I have to say, if I could link to this one, I would, but I cannot find it online. Mm. Um, but it's called, if you're in a Walmart, I, I'm pretty sure it's Secret Treasures. Okay. And it's called, strangely enough, the Comfy Bra. Oh. And um, and it comes in like a an off-white, a brown, a black, there's a mint green, uh, but they, it is so comfortable. Uh, you can sleep in it and not care. Oh. Like, I, can't, I cannot describe the comfort of this, of this wow. thing. That so, makes me, I'm going to tell you, you know, I never want to go to Walmart, but that makes me want to go. I know. Okay. I know. Well, or I can look for you here if you want me to, okay. but if that would make your life easier, but it really, they really are so good. And they're just on like a, I mean, this will be surprising, but they're just on like a cardboard display that mm-hmm. I believe says secret treasures okay. across the top. And then um, it's just a thin little. Uh, again, it looks like a sports bra. You just slip it on over your head, but it's got two pieces, like each each side. I don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm. Cup? I don't know. I feel awkward. Has a little, um, just a little piece of foam in there that oh. just sort of. Yeah, that just fixed. it hides your a secret. It, it hides your secret treasures. Indeed, <laughs> 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 it does. Indeed, it does. 
Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Well, that is good to know. That is very, that's a, that's a good find. Um, it, it was a great find. Okay. So anyway, so the pillows, the at-home bras, listen. I know. I mean, what, what more could you possibly want? I mean, I was, I'm so excited. So now I'm thinking I'm going to go back to my local Target, my ne- my neighborhood Target tomorrow, because I'm going to have to return some pillows. And then I saw some other possibilities for some lumbar pillows that might work for my chairs. Um, so, okay. I'll, I, you know, so I'm sure everybody stay tuned because I'll keep everybody updated. <laughs> If you'll just keep your Instagram open yes. between now and then, <laughs> just, if you'll just keep it open. Oh, just be fantastic. Yeah. So. Well, I thought about you th- this past weekend because um, sister and her husband were in town. They came and spent Easter weekend with us. And Friday night we went out to dinner, but Saturday night I did um, my, my version. It was a very humble charcuterie situation. Mm. But it was extensive. I mean, it was it was not Kyle Richards extensive, like where it went across all the way across her table. Well, yeah, maybe. but it was it was it was so delicious, and it was all because of Trader Joe's, um, really more than anything, and my mama's chicken salad recipe. But I'm going to tell you what: the next time we have some people over here from for dinner, mm-hmm. I really may, I really may. Like, like, do my humble charcuterie a little bit bigger, yeah, and let that be it. I mean, I don't know. Like, we were, we had so much to eat. It was, it was, it was, it was. As Mama would would have said, it was a gracious plenty of food. Yes, (laughs) it was a gracious plenty, and um, and it was delicious. And it was just pimento cheese and chicken salad and hummus and carrots and strawberries and blueberries and you know like it was just kind of a big assortment and everybody just kind of got yes I love you know I'm such a fan I mean to me there is no Mm -hmm. better way to eat than that I mean that's that's my very favorite is just to have a bunch of because I like to have a lot of variety I like to have options I do too. That's what I love are the options. Love yeah. the options. Um, now, what did y'all, what did, what did y'all do for Easter? What did, did you cook anything fun? Did you do anything no, fun? No, we didn't really. I'm trying to think. We, um, what did we do? Well, Friday, okay, so Friday we ended up going to watch a polo match um, on Good Friday. Yes. Please tell us about that because I saw your yes. pictures. So it was kind of a, so, you know, we, we hadn't planned. We've never, I mean, before, before Friday, I had never watched a polo match. Um, I'd seen pictures of polo, mainly Prince William, like playing polo and then like Kate waiting for him. Sure. That was kind of the extent of my polo knowledge. But we, um, so the pastor of our church that we go to now, um, which is the church that we used to go to before we started community worship. I'm not going to go down that whole rabbit trail. But anyway, he used to be a polo mm-hmm. player. He was a polo player growing up and grew okay. up in a polo playing family. And so. Which makes me think you've got to grow up in a polo playing area because that's not something like, that's not something you do. No, just anywhere, I believe I it was like. outside of like Chicago, like Chicago area. Um, okay. So I gotcha. he and he has a brother who still plays polo, like professional polo, but he's kind of taken it back up as just like a hobby to get back into it or whatever. And there's San Antonio has the San Antonio Polo Association, which there again, I didn't really know until Friday. How well, would you have known? I mean, I haven't really? been looking to join a polo association, so it wasn't that something that I had looked into. So they and I had seen the signs because where they were playing was the um, in the like in a big uh, park area that's like literally right down the street from our house. It's where I take the dogs to run all the time. And in fact, it was after last year's polo match that Piper found two dozen red and blue frosted cupcakes and ate them all and threw up purple (laughs) on my back porch. So (laughs) I, I knew that this took place. So, but anyway, all that to say, we had been texting back and forth and our pastor was like, Hey, I'm playing in this match. If y'all want to come watch. And we were like, Oh yeah, that'd be fun. So we went down there Friday and this was like a preliminary match. It was kind of like an elimination match or a qualifying match. I don't know. And then Saturday was actually the Mm -hmm. whole big thing where they had like tents set up in a VIP area and food and drinks and like the whole deal and Fiesta is going on right now. So it was also part of like, it was a big Fiesta event. Um, How, How many people are, how many people are at the polo match? Are there like, 
Is it like Southern Charm where it looks to be like 20 people? No, I think it it was like, like, I I mean, we got there, like the the thing officially started at like 11. We didn't go until like two. But I mean, I think there were like hundreds of people there. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of people. And they had like these VIP tents set up. And my understanding was we, we didn't know, but like the VIP and the tent and the table and the whole thing, like, I mean, we're upwards of like $3,500 to go watch this polo match. So super affordable for a large family, super, or or just for a couple, just a great affordable afternoon out for you you and someone you love. Okay. Yes. But you could also get, which is what we did. You could get a general admission pass for for the common people (laughs) and Uh, it didn't include any, you didn't get any like food with that. Then you were welcome to go over to a food truck. And so, um, but anyway, we went out there. We watched polo, but then Saturday, so what was so fun is um, our friend Debbie, who owns Hummingbird Farms Lavender, her husband had a team and he was playing out there. Debbie's husband plays polo? Yes, yes, which I kind of knew, but I had forgotten. I knew they had horses and all that, but I had forgotten. And he hadn't played in a long time either, I don't think. But he had decided that would be fun. And so he had put together a team. And so his team actually was playing our pastor's team. And so we watched a polo match with two people we knew playing polo. What are the odds? What are the odds? I know. I didn't know I knew anybody who played polo. I know. I know. That's fascinating. Yeah. So now I know that it's like they call them chuckers, like each quarter of polo is called a it's called a chucker. So, Are the rules similar to like soccer? Like if you knock it out of bounds, then it's a turnover or like like what or like basketball? I mean, is it is kind of like to they, follow? A little bit. Like it was okay, so you so you you run the length of the field, so you have chuckers. And so apparently my understanding yeah. is is when you're playing like like high level polo, you have seven chuckers in a period. The, these you okay. only had four chuckers. I'm gonna have to close my door because David's getting home and Hazel's beside herself. Okay. Home, please. Anyway, chuckers. So anyway, there's chuckers. So you play those. And then if it, so, but there's offsides, which is like you have in soccer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and I think people have, I never was totally sure, but I think people, you have positions that you play. So there's people that kind of stay more back on defense and then some that play offense. Um, So you've got that. And then, um, and then, yes, so they have these wooden like boundaries that mark where the where it goes out of bounds, but the horse and the ball you have to be aware because the horse and the ball can come out over the the guide because it's only like I don't know six inches, twelve inches tall. So the horse, everybody okay. can come over into the spectator area, and then if that happens, and they like throw the ball back in, and then everybody okay. scrambles for the ball. Um, so okay. yeah, so that's so we did that. So it was super fun. So we did that, and then we dyed Easter eggs, and then we had brunch, and had my family over on Sunday after church, and that was pretty much it. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it was a good Easter. What, it was a good what yeah. a classic spring weekend with your polo watching. Well, I know that's how we are. We're very we're very sophisticated, and we're yeah, very really into are. yeah yeah. So that was that was really that. Are. I know. Well, um, last night Alex had a lacrosse game and I thought about you because, you know, he plays defender. So he stays back around the goal most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, his his job is to try to interfere with the other team's um, players who are offense when they're trying to pass the ball and score. Okay. So he stays back by the goal. But but last night, for some, for some reason, in trying to defend a play, he ended up coming out kind of a, a little ways from the goal. Mm-hmm. This was in the JV game. Yes. He comes out a little ways from the goal. And, um, and he ended up scooping up the the ball and in a moment of what I can only imagine was blind optimism because, (laughs) because the Hudson's are not a fast people. Um, we're not a fast people. Um, he, he said later, he was like, he decided he was going to try to run it up the field. Oh, I said, I'm here to tell you, he, he starts, he starts plowing up the field. And, and, and for, for him, I mean, he's, he's, he's moving at a pretty good, mm-hmm. like he's, and I'm sitting with David and with Alex's friend, Charlie. And when he, Alex starts to move off the field, Charlie starts screaming <laughs> and, and I look over at David and I'm like, if he tries to score, I will wet my <laughs> pants. I will wet my pants right here. If he tries to score. 
So he crosses over midfield. He gets about a halfway, probably like halfway down um, into the other team side of the field. Mm-hmm. And their their biggest player, who is pretty evenly matched, I would say, to Alex. Yeah. Like they are, they're, they, they, they're a similar body type. Comes in and just lays him out, and Alex falls down. Um, but but I'm gonna tell you, but but those seven seconds, yeah. I mean, they were it was glorious because I don't I don't have a I, we never score. Yeah, like yeah, that's not that's not <laughs> Caroline scores. Uh-huh. That's not our. That's not where we live. Uh-huh. No, nobody in in this family is, is somebody who scores. And so, um, anyway, it was fantastic. Like, I, and they ended up losing by a point. It was a great game, and they the the other team was great. And I mean, you know, it's just like they just all had oh, fun. That's so fun. And but I'm gonna tell you, like that'll that'll hold me <laughs> that memory <laughs> that. That that memory of that run, it was um, a couple of weeks ago. They had a big, we had field day and they had a big, great race. Mm-hmm. And um, Alex, for his grade, he was in the Chubby Bunny competition <laughs> um, where he had to stuff five huge marshmallows into his mouth nice. and had to say Chubby Bunny after each one. And then he had to run mm-hmm. as a relay. He had to run onto the football field and tag the, the next person like for the next event. And, um, you know, sometimes you see things in your children. Yes. That you were, and in that moment, you think, um, okay, we have not, we have not been a, a total failure at this because let me tell you, I got so tickled. <laughs> I have never seen him move that fast. I have never, never seen him move as fast as he did, trying to run from the picnic tables by the concession stand onto the field to tag out. He was the first one to complete the chubby yes. bunny exercise. He runs onto the field. The freshmen are ahead. They ended up winning mm-hmm. the great race. They're ahead. He tags out and turns around to his classmates in the bleachers and begins to like lift his arms like, let's go. <laughs> After he has just completed a leg of the race where he was the one who was supposed to keep the most marshmallows in his mouth. And he's like, let's go. And listen, his shirt coming up. It's hiking out like halfway up his stomach. I... I will never forget it as long as I live. So between that and his impromptu attempt to create some mm-hmm. offense last night in the lacrosse game, I feel like we've had a very successful spring Absolutely. 2019. I don't really house. know what more you could want. I don't know what more you could ask for. Mm-mm. No, I just need something. Like I, I am a person, I don't understand people who don't get like super excited. The kids would yeah. say hype. I would not. So to see that level of commitment for me is, is absolutely encouragement. Absolutely. I need, that's, that's, I mm-hmm. could not agree more because I mean, you know, I get all into the sports. I'm like, if you're not all in, what are you even doing? What's mm-hmm. even happening? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be the, you don't have to be the best, but like yeah. you better be yeah. committed. And, and, and like that is a, if there is a personality trait yeah. I enjoy, uh-huh. it is committed. I like somebody yeah. who's committed. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. that's important. I get so, it. I get anyway. it. It's like a whole, you know, it was funny because when Caroline's, when the school team, her school team was still in the soccer playoffs, it's like, you know, you start off playoffs and you're like, you know, I don't know how far we're going to go. I don't, I don't really know. And then with each, uh-huh. each step that we got a little bit further, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, oh, okay. And then, yeah. and so like by the time we got to that Friday game in Corpus Christi, like I couldn't even, like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't. Did you paint up? A, I mean, I would have if I had thought Perry wouldn't leave me behind. I mean, I was, I was so, I like, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even focus. And then, like, we get into town, and Perry's like, "Well, let's go. We have time to kill. Let's go to Roy's bait and tackle." And I was like, "No." It was one of those where I was like, "No, I need to be in the stands like an hour and a half before game time to feel good about this situation." Like, I don't mean anybody to so much as stretch no, if I, I'm not there to watch uh-huh. it. I need to see, I need to see the stretches. I need to see, I need to see the warm-ups. I need the whole thing. And so then, and then we won that game. And then by Saturday, I'm going to tell you where, where my fatal flaw, see at this, I was like Icarus at this point because I was so hyped up Mm -hmm. and then it was, it was so windy and it was so sunny and we started playing this game and I really thought I just, this team had had a reputation of being really tough and really hard. And I was like, I just don't know that we're going to. And so when I saw that we could hang and the sun was beating down so intense. And at one point Perry said, do you need sunscreen? And I said, no, I'm too nervous to put on sunscreen. And I'm going to tell you, that was a, 
that was a big mm. mistake. That was a, I paid for that dearly with mm. my son and windburn because I was too excited. I got, I was too into it. And I, I thought I didn't need sunscreen and I did and I, I needed it. Well, I understand. There's nothing Mm-mm. better. I, I, I really, and I've probably said this before on the podcast, but I, when I think about the void and that will no doubt enter into <laughs> our lives after Alex yes. graduates. Um, and I mean that in all love, not that we won't enjoy one another and, 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 and have a good time mm-hmm. and do fun things, but like there is going to be such a void. And I, I so like when I see moms of seniors, like kind of revving up for this, I like, I, it makes my, my stomach hurt a little bit because I can't imagine how hard it is. The, the void, the sports will leave, like not, not being in it. And I think it's probably that way, no matter what your yes. kid loves to do. Like if it's, if it's plays, if it's band, if it's, if it's, um, it's something outside of school, if they're into like mm-hmm. equestrian mm-hmm. stuff or whatever, but the void of not being a part of that thing, I feel like is. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like I'm going to go into to deep mourning. I, I feel like I, I know that about myself and I'm just going to have to accept that about myself and it's just going to be my reality. So, um, mm-hmm. Cause here's what you can't do. You can't just walk up to soccer the next year and like, Hey guys, no. remember me? I'm Caroline's mom. She's not in school anymore, but I just wanted to swing by yes, and see how things exactly. were going. You can't do that. No, you can't. No, I've already even talked to that. one of my friends who has a daughter who's two years younger. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll take her on. Maybe that'll be my, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. Whatever it is that they get into, as you know, it's just it's fun to watch. It's just fun to watch them get out there and and do whatever um whatever it is that they're it into. Is. The it is. It is. There's nothing like it. There's so nothing fun. like it. So, ah, so just get ready, everybody, because I'm gonna tell you that 2020, 2022 and yeah. 2023 may not be your most no. upbeat years of. The big boo cast. <laughs> no, it'll be like, remember when there used to be that podcast that people used to listen to? Oh, goodness. Or I'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be me talking about. And so then I went and I drove up and I watched intramurals. And so. Why, hello, everyone. It's me all by myself in the middle of the podcast because I want to remind you of something. If you would like to keep up with Melanie and me away from this particular podcast episode, like if you think, I need to know more about people finding some pillows at Target or I would really like to be abreast of all the latest polo news as it pertains to the shankles. Um, Then you can follow us on social media and here's how you do that. You can follow Melanie on Twitter at Big Mama. You can follow me on Twitter. I should think about it for just a second. Y'all, we're, we're not super organized with this. You can follow Melanie on Twitter at Big Mama. You can follow me, Sophie, on Twitter at Boo Mama. You can follow Melanie on Instagram at Melanie Shankel. And you can follow me on Instagram at Boo Mama 205 All of these usernames are exactly what any social media expert would tell you not to do. But, you know. It works okay. If you would like to follow us on Facebook, we are there together at facebook.com slash thebigboocast. And we would love for you to follow along as we just live our lives. They're kind of boring, but we do have us some fun. So thanks so much for listening. And here we go back to episode 139. All right. Well, anything else going on that you can think of? I, have I mentioned my obsession with Elizabeth Holmes? No. no have I mentioned that? No, you haven't. Let's talk about that. Okay. So Elizabeth Holmes started this company called Theranos. Yes. And when she dropped out of Stanford and started this company, I don't really know a whole lot about Theranos. I don't really, it's not that other than what I've listened to, but there is a documentary on HBO called The Inventor. And then a podcast by ABC News called The Dropout, both about her, because it was this whole dream she had where she got all these investors for this big medical discovery. I won't get into all that because I'll end up saying it wrong and I'll confuse people. Okay. And then it turned out that maybe it was it was a little bit of a house of cards 
Like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, she got she had a really big idea and really sold people on this idea, but maybe the technology was not quite there to actually mm-hmm. um, sustain or or even build this or even create yes. this idea. And yes. so you've got billions of dollars from investors, and then you can't really produce the product, and then it all kind of falls apart. Um, but what I'm most interested in is now there's going to be a, a series about it with Kate oh. McKinnon from Saturday Night Live starring as Elizabeth Holmes. Oh. And and one of Elizabeth Holmes's trademarks, she grew up in Houston. Um, but when she got into the business world, she decided uh, apparently to make her voice lower. So oh. she always sounds sort of like this when she talks. <laughs> and I'm so fascinated about hearing Kate McKinnon talk like that as she acts out the part. But anyway, okay. if you like story, like, like the whole story is really fascinating in terms of, you know, just where we can get sideways when we've got a big dream and we probably yes. have good intentions and we get caught up in it and maybe it doesn't get done the right way or we can't accept the fact that it can't happen yes. and the spiral that can ensue as a result. It's really interesting. And I would say, like, I liked the the documentary on HBO Mm-hmm. But the ABC podcast is fantastic. Mm. It's the one called The Dropout. And so it's just six episodes, I think. Really interesting. And so uh, anyway, if anybody's looking for something to listen to, got a long drive ahead, it's really good. Okay. So it's like kind of like the business industry version of the Fire Festival, essentially. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. And she was so determined but people kept saying like, hey, it's not working. But it was almost like she wouldn't, I mean, uh-huh. based on what we know. But yeah, it's like she wanted it so badly, but she couldn't deal with the reality of it. So it was like she just almost pretended. So when people would say like, hey, this can't happen, she would, they would either get fired. Oh. Or she would just, she would just keep going, you know, like it's, it's, it's such an interesting examination really of what pride will do to us. Yes. And so, anyway. yeah. Yeah, it'll take know. you it'll take you to a bad place. Yeah, it was one of the episodes that actually the 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 person at ABC interviewed a psychologist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. about kind of how her personality could operate like that. And it was so interesting because he was like, Well, sometimes <laughs> re- people who are really good can do bad things. And I and and like not being a smart aleck, but just in my car, I was like, You yeah. think really? Yeah. Like, how about yeah. that? How about the human heart? So Anyway, so interesting. So I've been really interested in that lately. Okay. Okay. Um, now I just finished watching the show. I don't think I mentioned it on the last, but I watched the first season of a show called All American. Have we talked about that? Yes, you mentioned that that somebody had recommended okay. it to you and you thought you were gonna really yeah. like it. So anyway, I finished the first season. It was really good. Um I now don't get carried away. It's no Friday Night Lights is what I'm going to tell you, but it's good. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's it, the, the, the actors are good. I liked, I liked the storyline. Um, overall, I think it was good. So if you were looking for something to watch, I recommend that. I thought it was good. All right. Well, I'm glad to know. I actually, I pulled that up the other day. I was looking for something on Netflix and, uh, um, I thought I want to make sure to watch that. I watched last week, one night, I watched the Beyonce documentary. Oh, how was that? Homecoming. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you something. Now, this, here's, here's the qualifier. This is not, for, it's mm-hmm. not for children. The language and the content of some of the songs is wholly, wholly inappropriate okay. for, for, for the youngsters in, in our lives. Um. I mean, it's just a little too provocative for me even. And some of the songs I kind of skipped around just because I was, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But in terms of a creative, like what she did creatively mm-hmm. at Coachella, what she, what she did as, what she did as somebody who went into Coachella with like a, an an intention mm-hmm. and some purpose with what she wanted to achieve is unbelievable. And it's what's so interesting. What I almost wish we'd seen more of is the behind the scenes part, because when she started to rehearse that show, she was, um, I think she said she was 218 pounds. Wow. She was not that, I mean, like she, like she was not super far out in terms of being postpartum. Yeah. And so in the footage you see of the rehearsals, like you, you kind of watch her get into fighting shape. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I just think okay. it's, again, the language is not great. So if that's the kind of thing that, that bothers you, I, you probably want to stay away. Okay. But if a creative process is really interesting to you, as it is to me, that part of it is just fascinating. And she's just, she's, I mean, like, whether you like her music or you don't, mm-hmm. she's brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Okay, that has been on my list. There, I've, That's been on my list. And then I've noticed there's two new um, Netflix original movies that look promising to me. Oh. Um, one is called um, Dream Date, I think is what it's called. Hold on. Now I'm going to my Netflix okay. because I feel like I want to confirm this information. Um, and of course, Netflix knows me. Okay, one is called Someone Great, and it stars... Um, Oh God, what's her name? The, uh, I'm sorry. Now it's on, now it's playing on my deal. It's, um, it's the girl that plays in, uh, the lead in Jane, the Virgin, uh, Gina Rodriguez, I think is her name. I should know that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think she's darling and I love her. And so she's in that it's called someone great. And so it looks like a romantic comedy. And then the other one is called dream date. And it's the one that was in, it's the, the guy, the real cute guy, um, oh, that was Peter Kavinsky in, um, all the boys I've loved before in that one. Oh yeah. Remember you know, Aaron, Moon, Aaron Moon loves her some Peter Kavinsky. I know. Well, and, and rightly so is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, those are two um, because you know, I feel like Netflix single-handedly has helped bring back the romantic comedy into, into our lives. Well, and that's probably, I haven't watched any of those earlier romantic comedies, which is probably, it didn't, pop up on my recommended list mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. that's probably a, a good direction to go especially yeah. this time of year where you just needed something a little bit mindless to yeah you wind and, down and I needed my Netflix to swing back because after Perry and I had watched all those seasons of Narcos it was recommending a lot of things <laughs> to me that I was like that is not really what I'm looking to watch. So I'm glad that now we've swung back to, thankfully, my viewing is so consistent that we have swung back to, oh, what she's looking for is a romantic comedy. Okay, here's a, this is a, a random question, but I just thought of this when you were talking about y'all watching Narcos. How long will you give a show before you give up on it? Like, let's say you look on Netflix or you look on Hulu and you think, oh, I want to I may want to watch that. How long will you give it? before you're like, Mm-mm. or will you finish? Do you feel like you feel a compulsion to finish it? No, I'll stop a show. I can't think of one. I know there have been shows that I've stopped. I mean, I feel like I'll give a show depending on my mood. I mean, some mm-hmm. I'll be like, you get half of an episode and I'm like, I just, this is, I'm mm-hmm. not in this. Um, and then, um, because I think so much of it depends on my mood because I had watched a show last year that was called friends from college. It was an original Netflix series and I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is pretty good. And then I started, I noticed season two was up and I started it. And for whatever reason, I was like, this is not holding my interest at all. I don't care about any of these people. And so it was like, I was out on that. Yeah. I can't, I'll give something an episode and then a little more. And then if, yeah. you, if I don't have somebody in there, I want to root for or somebody I care about, or a relationship that's compelling in some way, bye. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that was kind of how I was. Like, I just, and so it just kind of depends. Yeah. So sometimes I'll give stuff, a, if, if somebody that I really trust has recommended it, I'll be like, okay, I'll hold on because I really trust their judgment. But if it's just something that I've randomly happened upon, or I heard somebody mention, and then I'm like, oh, this is clearly not my kind of thing, then I'm done. Yeah, I will say like when I watched The Good Place, just about everybody who told me about it said, you've got to give it five episodes. Mm-hmm. You've got to give it five episodes. So I went into it thinking, okay, I'll give this five episodes and I'll okay. see where it goes. Yeah, I agree. And I felt like Shit's Creek to me was a show like that where I was like, because I feel like it starts off and you're like, okay, this has promise. And I knew enough people that I, that share my sense of humor had said it was funny, but it was like, to me, that's one that gets better and better as it goes on. Yeah, but then sometimes to me, it's just a mood because sometimes I'm in a mood for something more serious and like I'll really get into it. And then sometimes I'm like, I need something that I need to be able to do my color by number app on my phone while I'm watching this and not have to really think. Right. So, right. Um, and I didn't know you were doing the color by number app on your listen, phone. Listen, I love, I got into it. So when I went to, when we went to Honey and Biggs a couple of weeks ago, 
honey, over spring break, she was like, Oh, listen, you've got to do this color by number app. And I was like, Well, this is not going to interest me. I'm not going to get into this. But it was right when I was trying to finish my book. And so I would, I, and I was staying up late at night. So it was just like it was, it was like needlepoint or something. Like it, I found it very, it's, it's like totally brainless. And I just sit there, but it helps my brain wind down. So now I color by number every night. Okay. All right. It's just, I need something that I don't have to think about. Like it literally is like, you just kind of, you're like, oh, that's the number six. And you just sit there with your finger and you color in designs and you can upload your own pictures to color and like the whole thing. (laughs) I know. It's it's what I do. It's like I heard one time, did I ever tell you this, that my grandmother told me that a member of our family had been in a mental institution and part of her therapy was she had to make trash cans. They made like these homemade trash cans. (laughs) With these applique no. poodles on them, and that that was part of their therapy was to like make these trash cans with poodles and pom poms. And I feel like somewhere that's what color by number is for me. It's like, what? Who comes up with an idea like that? Who says, here's what would be the most helpful? Well, this was like, I think in the 1950s, I just, I was told this story sure. when I said, Hey, where'd you get that poodle trash can in your guest bathroom? <laughs> Look what a story it had. Yeah. You had no idea. I had no idea, but that's apparently where it had come from. It had been, so I don't know that they still do that. It just back in the fifties, apparently people said, Hey, you having a breakdown? Here's what you need to do. Make a poodle trash can and glue these pom-poms all around the rim. Um, okay. So do you want to tell everybody what we have coming up for the last part of the podcast? Yes. Okay. So we're super excited and I feel like it kind of goes. Oh, sorry. No, what? Oh, I started to say something and I interrupted you and our sound was off. And so now, never, just never mind. Would you like to tell everybody what we have coming up for the last part of the podcast? Yes. And I, okay. So it's funny because I thought I didn't even mean for it to, but we kind of already talked about it with romantic comedies. We like led into kind of what I feel like is our special guest kind of specialty. Um, And so we are going to have our friend Lindsay Ray, who writes the blog, I Hate Green Beans, is going to come on and be our guest. And she is going to tell us about her new book that just came out um, called It's a Love Story. Yes, she's going to just in one moment. So we're going to we're going to pause right here. We're going to call Lindsay and we'll be back here in just a moment. We'll play some elevator music for y'all while this whole thing happens okay all right all right so um in one moment we will be back with our friend Lindsay ray okay so we are here with our friend Lindsay ray um we just um we love her to death. She is okay, Lindsay. I want you to tell, like, what's the what's the version of when you started writing and and how how we found each other on the internet? Oh, you and you and me finding each other on the internet. Oh, good lord, that includes Sophie too, I because I would I knew, gosh, somebody told me about both of y'all, and so I followed your blogs forever and ever and ever and ever, and now and the podcast too. And then um, one day I had, I worked, I had a job with Entertainment Weekly and I, um, you're not supposed to do faith-based stuff. So I just thought, meh, I'll cover Melanie's book and see what they say. And so I um, read it and did a book review of it. And then I emailed you and said, hey, can you give me a cover of the book to match the article? And you said yes, and I thought this is so cool. I'm emailing, emailing Melanie Shankle, and then um, it came out, and it did great. And I, I mean, it, they still haven't. Well, they took this that part of the site down, but it stayed up for years and years and years and years. <laughs> so really proud of, us. really proud of. Us. And um, then and there I, you go. Yeah, and nine thousand people said you need to write a book. And so since you live in Texas, I said, can I come and just sit at your feet at Starbucks and you tell me what to do. And you did. And here we are. And, and here we are. So I found Lindsay. Okay. So this is, and we talked about this cause I'm on your podcast, which you also have a yes. podcast that everybody needs to listen to. Um, but Lindsay started writing a, a recap of the bachelor that I used to get. I'm going to tell you how long I've had it. Like I would get, because I would dial up the internet on my desktop computer mm-hmm. to get the email 
that was your bachelor recap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And, that was the and one it goes who... back to the very first season. Yeah. Well, it's close. It was, it was the third season, but it was Firestone. He was really where it all started. I don't count the first two because they're weird. I just don't. I don't even think Chris Harrison counts it. We don't count it, but it was 2000, it was 2003. And I, and I, I wrote it. I just wrote something being funny and sent it to a handful of people and it, and it kept growing and growing and growing. And then I had a list of a thousand people I was sending it to. And that's when my IT guy said, oh, you can't be sending this because A, you'll get fired and B, you're clogging up our, <laughs> you know, internet and C, let me introduce you to this word called blog. And so it was, it was so freeing not to have to email it anymore, but I, it never occurred to me that anyone would forward it on. Never. Ever. Well, and you, so you, you did start a blog called I Hate Green Beans mm-hmm. and you wrote on the blog and you continue to do your bachelor recaps. And actually you're, you then wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And yes, and, why and, I hate green beans. Yes, yes, exactly. And so you wrote a book that's very funny and very endearing. And, um, and so this book that I'm actually holding in my hands right now is, Ooh. is your second book called It's a Love mm-hmm. Story. That's right. I think I would rethink the title because everybody <laughs> says, everybody says, oh, what's your book? And I went, it's a love story. And they go, oh, yeah, what's it called? <laughs> it's a love story. And so now I just answer in complete sentences. I was like, my book, the title is, it's a love story. I put that little pause in and, and they sort of get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, half the time they don't. It's fine, though. It was really fun to write. I appreciate because I feel like in this day and age, I like that it's called It's a Love Story because it is a it's a whole story about love and it's different stories about love. And I I like that. And I say that these days people just need to say, here's a book about some stuff I wanted to write about because it Mm -hmm. just it's it's to the point. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's Lindsay's take about love in all different ways in her life. Like it's and so it's a collection of essays. Some are very tender. Some are very funny. Some are funny and tender. Like some are very thoughtful. It's just it's 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 real life. And it's it's all bundled up into one tidy little book called It's a Love Story. Yes. And it was easy. It was easier to write than the first one and also harder to write at the same time. I know that doesn't make sense, but the first one, I'm just kind of remembering stories and things that happened to me. And in this one, it, it, the whole basis of it, let me tell you, there are two things. I was obsessed with Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding and courtship mm. and all the things. Mm. And, you know, when 4.9 yes. million people get up in the world to watch this wedding, I'm thinking, you know what? That is that is what I'm talking about here. That is the love story. Where is it, Hollywood? What have you done with the love story? And then... I was writing it in the middle of Hallmark Christmas movies, and there's, you know, no less than 500 of those from which to choose, and and we all do it. And so I thought, you know, we we are rooting for the love story. Why else are we watching The Bachelor? Why am I still watching The Bachelor, y'all? It's been 27 <laughs> seasons, and I remember back in 2006 where I thought, well, I got to start writing about something else because this show isn't going to make it for much longer. And here we are in 2019, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever, it's fine. But that, that there's that one little part of you where you're going, oh, this show's so dumb. I can't believe, but what if they make it? Ooh, right. wouldn't that be great if they make it? Because then maybe I'll make it. If y'all don't know, I'm single, past 40, past 40, and that's, and that's chapter two. Don't tell me to get a cat. I'm not a cat person. <laughs> I'm a dog person, <laughs> and because I'm over 40 and single does not mean I have to have a cat. I'm done. I'm off that soapbox. Done. Mm. Yeah, and you know what I think it, uh, what I think it is, too? I think that everything, or so, well, not everything, but so much of what we see right now, like at this current, I don't know, little, I, don't, I hate to use the word season, but like so much of what we see is cynical and I think that there's something that it, that feels so refreshing 
when something is not cynical, when it's when it's when it's just heartfelt and sincere and genuine. I think that's why I, I responded like I did to La La Land when it came out because yeah. it was just it felt so hopeful. And even The Greatest Showman, like I know that that maybe wasn't the exact story of his life, but the way it's portrayed in the movie. I, you know, you just, you want to get, you want to root for people. You want to cheer for people. You want to, you want to root for the different situations in your life. And you want to treasure the stuff that matters. And I think we don't, mm-hmm. we don't get enough of that stuff. And I also think that we had so many great lessons that we learned from all these wonderful romantic comedies back in the day, in the 80s and 90s, when Meg Ryan is getting mail and, Julie Roberts is trying to mess up her best friend's wedding. There, there's so many lessons that I learned. I mean, that my mom always said from Dirty Dancing, she goes, "You carry a watermelon because it could lead to great things." And I thought that that's is correct. Right. <laughs> that is right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a good that's word. What you do. That... Yes, it is. Thank you, Mama. Mhm. Mhm. I know. So have you always, so here's my questions, because I feel like you are between The Bachelor, number one, you're one of the funniest writers. I've always loved the way you write from the time you wrote, wrote The Bachelor recaps, but it's because I think I relate so much. So have you always loved a love story? Like, can you look back and go, I've always loved the idea of a love story? Yes. My very first love was this boy named Logan, and he was from Kentucky, and he was also um, a character in the Babysitter's Club book series. <laughs> But I fell in love with him. Oh, it was book five, Logan Likes Marianne, and I was jealous of Marianne, this fictional character in this book. So that was really my first love. But if we really go back to it, Walt Disney's the one who taught us all all how to love. For You know, you want to be Cinderella. You want to be Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. And so that kind of morphed. But as far as real people, I was a late bloomer, and I probably <laughs> yes. didn't really, you know, I liked school and my dogs and dancing way longer than what I should have, so I was a late bloomer. But I talk about it in the book, my very first kiss is probably one of my most embarrassing things I've ever experienced in my entire life, and I thought, you know what, let's write it down, because that makes all the sense in the world. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's let everybody read it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I changed his name because I'm from the teeny tiny town in East Texas. And you can do math and figure out who I'm talking about. So I've told everybody on social media from my town, zip it. Do not ask me who it is. His name is Miles. And I'm sticking with that. And I've given you all the details you need, you mathletes out there and people who scored high on their SAT scores, you will figure it out. Your accountants right now and physicists, good for you. Zip it. Keep it to yourself. If somebody tells him, y'all, I will die. I will fall in a puddle and die. Hey. If somebody says, hey, did you know Lindsay wrote about you? I'll, I will die. But you know, some, yeah, somebody's going to tell him. They will. Oh, they will. <laughs> Yeah. And I just, I'm waiting for it to happen. It's like one of my biggest anxieties. <sighs> there have been some years, at least, between the thing. It's not like it just happened last week. So maybe no. the time, you know, will will somehow make it a little bit less of a deal <laughs> if he finds out. But he's totally going to find out. You know somebody's mama is dying to call him <laughs> or, or to run into him and say, do you know that that Lindsay Bray wrote about you Y'all, in her book? She did it. It's going to be my mother. <laughs> my mother's the one who's going to do it. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even thought about telling her to zip it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. Well, and there's nothing worse because I've gotten that email where somebody's like, hey, I read your book. And when you talked about, was that me? And you're like, oh, yeah, it, yep, it was. It was you. I changed your name, but you figured it out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that gives me highs and makes you crack my throat okay. mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I didn't even think. Oh, of, yeah. so, t- so today's Tuesday and your book's officially out today, right? A week from today. It's yeah. a week from today. Mm-hmm. So be- between today and next Tuesday, people can, can go to any place they like to buy books and they yes. can, they can pre-order it yes, easily at any mm-hmm. of their favorite booksellers. That's exactly right. It's out on April 30th and I'm very excited about it. 
no, I was going to say, and it's hot pink. It's so cute. And it's got, I love, and when you sent it to me, when I got it in the mail yesterday, it's got the little, on the cover, it's got the little note, like we used to fold them like into the heart shape. And mm-hmm. then you actually sent a note that was on notebook paper, folded into the heart shape. And I'm going to tell you that I had lost my skills because I was like, how do you unfold this? Me I too. Can't, Me I too. can't figure out. Mm-mm. Right? Could you not get it? No, I, no. I was like, is this math? Yeah, I know. I was like, where did where do you start? I can't remember. I was so sad. I didn't know how to. Well, how do you? I was so impressed that Lindsay remembered how to how to fold it for one. Oh day. well, let me tell you the truth right now, Sophie Hudson. I never got one of those heart shaped notes. Are you kidding me? Whenever I said, I want to put a note on the cut, you know, in that fun nostalgia. And, you know, I did the square that you tuck in and have the little tab that says pull. Yes, and I, love I was talking to my yeah. friend, Shannon, and she's like, oh, God, you should totally do the heart. And I went, what are you talking about? She goes, didn't your boyfriend pass you heart notes in high school? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, 17 minutes later, she folds it and hands it to me. And I said, well, that was darn cute. So now I have taught myself how to do it. There's a YouTube is just the greatest. But I, sure. no, I never had received one of those. Well, but I do remember it's impressive. trying to unfold it. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It was a it's, challenge. Well, and I can't, I mean, well, and I want to say kadoos to the boys of the 1980s for figuring <laughs> that out. Because like that was like, did he grow up to be Bill Gates? I mean, it was like a feat of engineering to get that. Like you couldn't hand one of these boys today a sheet of notebook paper oh. and say, fold this into a heart. That wouldn't happen. Mm-mm. No, I feel, I feel good about whoever was folding them like that. I feel real good about how their future turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're successful somewhere. They're <laughs> they're they're writing checks to somebody somewhere. I can promise you that. Well, my niece, I was teaching her how to do it over Easter, and she said, "I meant, what is this for?" And I said, "Well, you write a note on it and pass mm. it to your friends." And she just looked at me and I said, "It's the original text message. Yeah. This is how we this is what we used to do, and it was a big deal if you got one in between classes." And again, she just looked at me like mm-hmm. I was crazy. Yeah. They don't. And they went don't. back to her phone. They don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know. No, they don't know. I was telling Caroline today. I said, you know, I said it's so weird how dating and the boy girl thing is now. I said because now people just you Snapchat back and forth for forever, which it takes forever for anybody to get the nerve up to like do anything more to actually go out or whatever. I said, but used to, I said, like a boy, I said, he might do like his like spy, you know, he would do his like secret, like, does she like me? Do you think Mm -hmm. she likes me? But at Mm -hmm. some point he had to dial your phone number Mm -hmm. and ask your mom if -hmm. he could talk to you. And so Mm -hmm. he was already in, like at that point they were already like, okay, if I'm going to go to all this trouble, I'm going to ask her to the movies or whatever. But now Mm -hmm. it's also non-committal with all the just texting and snapchatting I, I don't know i feel like the the, the old-fashioned phone call is like the rom-com it's it's a lost yes. art yes and that makes me so sad because that was that was a big if you got past johnny ray if you got past my dad yeah i mean they have held parties for each other like man he because he would i would be standing right there and he'd go she's not in <laughs> and i'm dad and they can hear me he's like nope and you know they said something wrong like Hey, could I talk to Lindsay? Or, you know, they didn't say, hello, Mr. Ray. How are you tonight? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, again, teeny tiny town. I know their dad. I'm going to go talk to him about how he needs better phone <laughs> etiquette. Click. And I'm like, good Lord. Good night. Here we are. Yeah. <sighs> so what are you going to do, um, Lindsay, next Tuesday? What are you going to do the day the book comes out? Are you going to do anything fun? Are you going to do yeah. what... Melanie and I like to do and stay in your pajamas for an obscene amount of time. (laughs) You know, I would have totally done that because I feel like I'm kindred spirits with y'all when I'm listening to your podcast. I kind of talk along with you like me too. I know you can't hear me, but I'm a nine as well in the Enneagram. And so I would just like to stay here, but I have great friends who say this is ridiculous. We're all going out and we are doing a happy hour at a bar and you know nice. last time I went to a bar but that's what we're doing a beer garden rather because that's classier than a bar sure. and we yeah. are um it, it's just I've, I'm just saying hey come I'm going to be here from this time to this time and our sweet little um Blue Willow bookshop here in Houston is going to sell the book at the beer garden and you know peep I want somebody so badly to bring their baby so I can say, you have a baby in a bar in Alabama. Because I think that would just put a nice little bow on this whole rom-com thing. 
So it's kind of a full circle situation. There it's you little, go. Mm-hmm. It's good. There you yeah. Go. Well, well, we can't wait. I mean, y'all, you can pre-order the book. You can get it next Tuesday. You can pick it up. You've got to read her blog. You've got to listen to her podcast. Um, I'm actually going to be on her podcast that's coming out. Um, and we talk about one of my favorite romantic comedies. Um, and she's got a great series right now where she's talking to different people about their favorite romantic comedies. Um, and so she's just, Lindsay's one of my favorite people. And so I'm so glad that you were able to be on with us today. Thank you so much for letting me. I, I love you guys so much. Well, we're cheering you on and um, and so excited for everybody to read your book and to laugh as they read and to 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 cry some tears too because it's really it's it's the best combination. It's tender and touching and funny and um, fun all the way around. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Bye, Lindsay. Good. Bye, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Oh, so much. Y'all, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Hey, y'all. This is Sophie. I'm not even using the microphone. I'm talking straight into the computer because as I edited this, I realized we forgot to tell y'all bye. I'm so sorry. So, bye, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) 